Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but we would love to meet you in person. All are welcome, and that includes you. So if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service at the corner of Arthur Ashe Boulevard and Grove in the historic synagogue across from the Art Museum. Can't make it in person? No problem. We are also live streaming on YouTube. Contact our administrator at tikvotdirector at gmail.com for the link during the week, or contact us on our website, tikvotisrael.com. There, you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Shabbat Shalom. Chag Sukkot Sameach. See, those of you who got here in the beginning, you know how to say that, right? That's, it, helps to, it helps to arrive early. Well, I'm Rabbi David, and I serve here at Tikvat Israel Messianic Synagogue. I want to explain a little bit about what we're doing today and just to put it in context for everyone. And I thought, what better way to begin than by singing that classic 60s song, Under the Sukkah. So join in if you know it. <clears throat> Under the Sukkah. This is by the Drifters and slightly modified by Rabbi David. Okay. <clears throat> oh, when the sun goes down on the 15th of Tishrei. And the etrog smells sweet, and the lula begins to sway. Under the sukkah, down by the shoe, yeah. In the tent with my lord under his sovereign rule. This is your part. Under the sukkah. We can see the stars under the sukkah. We'll be waving at cars under the sukkah. God's presence above under the sukkah. Oh, can't you feel the love under the sukkah? Sukkah. All right, give yourselves a hand. That was beautiful. Whew, forgot what I was doing up here. Okay, so the festival we're celebrating today is called Sukkot which is the plural of sukkah in Hebrew, also known as the Festival of Tabernacles or Booths. It is named this because we are commanded to build temporary dwellings to remember how God was with us in the desert for 40 years. This is as close to camping as most Jews are willing to go. You may have seen our sukkah I mentioned earlier, our tabernacle out there, out front. Raise your hand if you saw it. All right. So uh, be sure to check it out after the service. Leviticus 23, 42, and 43 says this. You are to live in Sukkot, or booths, for seven days. All the native born in Israel are to live in Sukkot, so that your generations may know that I had the children of Israel to dwell in Sukkot when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am Adonai, your God. So we see that God tabernacled Sukkot with us in the land where there was no food and there was no water. He provided for our needs and dwelt with us by his Shekhinah, or abiding presence. The tabernacle also reminds us of the cloud by day and the fire by night, which is God's presence in the desert. This is from Isaiah 4. It pictures a future day that is much like Sukkot. 
When Adonai washes away the filth of the women of Zion and cleanses Jerusalem from the blood shed in it with a blast of searing judgment, Adonai will create over the whole site of Mount Zion and over those who assemble there a smoking cloud by day and a shining flaming fire by night. For their glory will be over everything like a chuppah, right, which is the wedding canopy, or a sukkah will give shade by day from the heat. It will also provide refuge and cover from storm and rain. In other words, God will cleanse the Jewish people toward justice, holiness, and righteousness, treating the poor and the stranger with kindness. Then the presence of God, like a wedding canopy, a chuppah, and like a tabernacle, sukkah, will dwell with them in fullness. Our indoor sukkah, to my right, is actually a chuppah. So, because they're, they're related, it's a wedding canopy, because the Lord is our beloved. If you look up here, it says, Ani Lododi Vidodi Li. That is actually uh, another chuppah cover. It's a wedding canopy cover that we sometimes use when we have weddings here at Tikvat Israel. I'm also available for bar mitzvahs, if you're interested. But this is the, the wedding canopy cover, which says, I am my beloved's and he is mine. So we understand that this is God's love. He dwells with us by his love, by his presence. It's represented here by these symbols in Isaiah. He is our chuppah, he's our wedding canopy, and he is our sukkah. He shelters us, he is with us. The fullness of God with us in the desert of the chuppah and the sukkah the cloud by day and the fire by night of his loving, abiding presence. The fullness of all of that, it's the Sunday school answer. Yes, Jesus, although we usually say Yeshua, but same person. Yes, Yeshua the Messiah. This is from John 1, verse 14. It describes Yeshua as the word that was with God and the word that was God in creation. The word became a human being and lived with us, and we saw his Shekhinah presence, the Shekhinah of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. The word in Greek for lived with us, skenoo, is the word for tabernacle or booth. It's showing that Yeshua is our sukkah. It's showing that Yeshua is how God tabernacled with us. Therefore, let us seek his presence in our personal prayer time and in our corporate prayer time as well, our corporate worship time, especially when we are in the desert places, when we're weary, when we are thirsty, because his sukkah protects and sustains us. The second theme for today is the waters of life. I spoke to a pastor from Lebanon last month at a conference here in Richmond, and he said that they celebrate both Passover and Sukkot back in their church in Lebanon. He said that every year, something happens. Can you guess what happens every year when they celebrate? It rains. That's what he told me. I said to him, you know, I think I know why that might be. This is from Zechariah 14. Finally, Everyone remaining from all the nations that came to attack Jerusalem will go up every year to worship the king, Adonai Tsevaot, the lord of angel armies, and to keep the festival of Sukkot. If any of the families of the earth does not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, Adonai Tsevaot, no rain will fall on them. If the family of Egypt doesn't go up, if they refuse to come, they will have no annual overflow from the Nile. Moreover, there will be the plague with which Adonai will strike the nations that don't go up to keep the festival of Sukkot. 
This will be Egypt's punishment and the punishment of all the nations that don't go up to keep the festival of Sukkot. In other words, the traditional enemies of Israel, including Egypt and Lebanon, that worship the king, the Lord, and celebrate Sukkot, what do they receive? The blessing of rain. Now, what was rain to the ancient people? Do we have any ancient people here, maybe, that that might know? (laughs) Who who are you pointing at? (laughs) Scott. All right. She who points at an ancient person may well herself be. Okay, you got it. All right. So the ancient people needed rain. Why? Because it was the water of life. If it didn't rain, if the Nile didn't, you know, spill over, there was no food. Worshiping the Lord and celebrating Sukkot along with the Jewish people, the surrounding nations would receive the waters of life. As Israel and the nations turn to God and acknowledge him as king, the waters of life flow. In John chapter 7, it says that Jesus, or Yeshua, went down to the festival. Now, what festival was this? Was it the state fair? (laughs) No, of course, it was Sukkot, the festival of tabernacles. And on the last day of the festival, this is what Yeshua said. If anyone is thirsty, let him keep coming to me and drinking. Whoever puts his trust in me, as the scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from his inmost being. Now he said this about the spirit. Yeshua himself is that living water, the waters of life that were promised to Egypt and Israel and Lebanon and all nations. Therefore, as we seek his presence, he will fill us with the waters of life, the spirit of Yeshua. The final theme of Sukkot that I want to bring out is God being king over all the earth. We've seen some hints of this theme because the nations in Israel worship the Lord together as king, as we saw in the previous passage. So in the book of Revelation, chapter 7, there's a passage that really brings together all three of these themes. God being with us in the desert, God bringing the waters of life, and God being king over all the nations of the earth. This is from Revelation 7. After this, I looked, and there before me was a huge crowd, too large for anyone to count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language. They were standing in front of the throne and in front of the Lamb, dressed in white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And they shouted, victory to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So the palm branches are symbols used during Sukkot, which we will later use and and pray with. Notice that God is the victorious king over all the nations of the earth and also the lamb, Yeshua the Messiah. We also remember when Yeshua entered Jerusalem as king before he went to the execution stake, he was greeted with what? Palm branches, which, as I said, we're going to use. Now, when did he go into Jerusalem? This was during Passover, but it was like Sukkot, this fall festival was entering into this spring festival in a sense, right? Because that theme of God being king over all nations was inaugurated through Yeshua as he entered into Jerusalem and went to die on the tree and then, of course, to be raised in glory. Sukkot is entering into that time. Therefore, we understand that Yeshua not only sustains us in the desert and provides living water, but he is also our king. And so we are to give him ultimate allegiance and trust and honor to King Yeshua above all others. Now, returning to Revelation 7, continuing in verse 14. 
These are the people who have come out of the great persecution. They have washed their robes and made them white with the blood of the lamb. That is why they are before God's throne. Day and night they serve him in his temple. And the one who sits on the throne will put his shekinah, presence, upon them. They will never again be hungry. They will never again be thirsty. The sun will not beat down on them, nor will any burning heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will shepherd them, will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Where were we worried about the burning sun and going hungry and thirsty? When were we worried about that? In the desert, right? And then we see this promise that Yeshua, the lamb, promises to be our tabernacle, leading us to the waters of life, shepherding us, taking care of us, and healing all of our hurts, wiping every tear from our eyes. So therefore, through trusting in Yeshua the Messiah, we know that God is with us. We know that God is with us in the desert, that God provides the waters of life that sustain us, and that God is king over all the earth. Let us seek his presence continually. Let us trust him for sustaining us with living water, the spirit of Yeshua. And let us acknowledge him as king over our hearts and king over all the earth. May the kingdom of heaven increase today on the earth, on this festival of Sukkot, for the Jewish people and for all nations. Amen. Avinu, our Father, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. We pray that your kingdom would expand today on your day, this day of Sukkot, this day when we remember that you are with us in the desert, that you are the waters of life, and that you are king over all the earth. Help us to make you, Lord, king over our hearts first, and help us to share your goodness with others that may be far from you, O oh God. And in Yeshua's name we pray, amen. Amen.